But we speak of Rahu in the first house, Ketu in the seventh house, or Ketu in the first house, Rahu in the seventh house. We are essentially talking about the connect of the mind, whatever is in the head, Rahu or Ketu is in the mind. And the other side in seventh house is towards others in general. Now we come to the Punarvasu, the axis of Gemini. We are still in Gemini, moving towards Cancer. So let's get into it. First, the dictionary definitions. Who is an empath and who is a narcissist according to dictionary? Empath, a person who has strong capacity for empathy, the ability to understand and share the feelings of others, often to an intense degree. Psychological characteristics of an empath. Empathy, empaths deeply understand and share the emotions of others. Sensitivity. They are highly attuned to the emotional states of those around them. Intuition Empaths have a strong gut instincts and can sense the emotional distress in others. Compassion They possess a deep will of compassion and a desire to help others. Boundary challenges Big one Empaths may struggle with setting healthy emotional boundaries potentially leading to emotional exhaustion. Narcissists, a person who has an excessive and often unhealthy self-love or admiration, an inflated sense of self-importance and a lack of genuine empathy for others. Right away you can see both are opposites. Narcissists often seek constant admiration and validation from others while exhibiting manipulative and self-centered behaviors. Grandiosity. Narcissists have an exaggerated sense of self-importance and often believe they are superior to others. Need for admiration. They constantly seek admiration, attention and validation from others to bolster their self-esteem. <laughs> lack of empathy. Narcissists typically lack genuine empathy and struggle to understand or care about the feelings of others. Manipulation. They may engage in manipulative behaviors to maintain control and achieve their own goals, often at the expense of others. Fragile self-esteem. Despite their outward confidence, narcissists often have a fragile self-esteem that is easily wounded, leading to defensive or aggressive reactions when challenged. Now let us see the two dominant drivers of narcissism and empathy empaths okay we are considering for the purposes of this study rahu as the narcissist when it is in the first house ketu as an empath when it is sitting in the first house we are talking only the first house because that's dominantly where the ego resides the egoness or the egolessness is empath versus dynamic narcissist dynamic so rahu as a narcissist will give what? Exaggerated sense of self-importance. Rahu in the first house can contribute to exaggerated sense of self-importance leading individuals to overestimate their abilities and achievements. 
seeking external validation. Those with these placements may have a strong desire for external validation and may go to great lengths to gain recognition and admiration from others, often at the expense of genuine self-esteem. <coughs> illusion of grandeur Rahu's influence can create an illusion of grandeur, causing individuals to present themselves in a way that exaggerates their accomplishments and status. Materialistic pursuits. This placement may lead to excessive focus on material wealth and positions as a means of bolstering one's self-esteem and self-worth. See, Rahu lacks this. It wants to gain this. Manipulative behavior. Rahu in the first house can sometimes encourage manipulative behavior where individuals use deception or self-promotion as a means of maintaining their self-image and gain the admiration they seek. Ketu as an empath on the other side, marked in the charts here as you can see. Ketu is in the first house, here Rahu is in the first house as a narcissist, Ketu in the first house as an empath. What does Ketu behave as an empath? Deep empathetic insight. Ketu's detachment can paradoxically lead to deep understanding and empathy for others' experiences. As individuals with this placement often have a unique ability to perceive and sympathize with the underlying emotions and struggles of others. Non-judgmental empathy. They tend to offer non-judgmental empathy as detached nature to themselves allows them to accept people as they are without imposing their own beliefs or values on others. Emotional healing. Some with Ketu in the first house may have a natural gift for helping others and heal emotionally or spiritually, offering a safe space for individuals to explore their feelings and experiences without the fear of criticism. Intuitive empathy. Their intuitive nature may enable them to sense others' emotions without the need for verbal communication, making them practically attuned to unspoken emotions and needs. Compassion and acceptance. They often possess a compassionate accepting disposition which can be comforting for those who seek understanding and empathy in their presence. Now let's examine the impact of planets which sit with Rahu in the first house for narcissism. We are talking only about Rahu now, first part. Okay, That's the narcissist dynamic, Rahu in the first house. What if Saturn sits with Rahu in the first house? What happens? Narcissistic tendencies suppressed. Saturn tends to suppress everything. Saturn's influence can sometimes act as a restraining force on the narcissistic tendencies. It may encourage the individuals to be more cautious about displaying overt narcissism. Emphasis on reputation. Saturn's presence may make the individual more concerned with their public image and reputation. They may strive to maintain a facade of responsibility and respectability. Controlled self-importance. While there may be still a desire for self-importance, Saturn can add an element of control and discipline, preventing narcissism from becoming too overt, overt and covert narcissism. We'll see that. Mars. What if Mars is placed with Rahu in the first house? Intensified narcissistic traits. Because Mars is a driver, Mars is aggressive. 
Mars can intensify narcissistic tendencies, making the individual more competitive and aggressive in the pursuit of recognition and admiration. Impulsive narcissism, Mars is very impulsive. The influence of Mars can lead to impulsive displays of narcissism where the individual seeks attention and dominance. Mars wants to dominate in a more aggressive and immediate manner, impulsive. Ego-driven actions. Mars may drive the ego to the forefront, making the individual more focused on their own desires and needs, potentially at the exp expense of others. What about Sun and Moon? As a narcissist, if Moon is placed in the first house with Rao, conjunct, what can be the possibility of narcissism there? Emotional narcissism. Moon's emotional depth can contribute to a form of emotional narcissism where the individual's own emotional experiences needs to take precedence over the other. Sensitivity to narcissistic injury. Moon sensitivity can make the individual highly reactive to the perceived slights or criticism leading to defensive or narcissistic reaction, emotional reaction. There is emotion. Narcissistic validation. Moon's influence may drive the need for constant emotional validation, potentially creating narcissistic tendencies in seeking attention and reassurance. Sun. What about Sun? Along with Rahu in the first house. Ego and self-importance. Sun represents the ego. When in conjunction or aspect to Rahu in the first house, it can amplify the narcissistic tendencies. Individual may be having exaggerated sense of self-importance, desire for attention. There is a strong desire for attention and recognition and the individual may go to great lengths to be in spotlight and receive praise and admiration. Charismatic Narcissism Sun's influence can make narcissism appear charismatic, confident, which can draw others in and create a magnetic personality. <clears throat> Resistance to Criticism Individual may be highly resistant to criticism as their ego is closely tied to their self-worth. They may react defensively or aggressively perceived slights. What about Jupiter or Venus along with Rahu in the first house? Jupiter, intellectual narcissism. Jupiter represents knowledge and wisdom. When in conjunction or aspect to Rahu in the first house, it can lead to a form of intellectual or philosophical narcissism. The individual may believe they possess superior wisdom and spiritual insight. Moral superiority. They may feel morally superior, believing they have a unique understanding of ethics and values that others lack. Proselytizing narcissism. Jupiter's influence may lead to a desire to share their beliefs and wisdom with others in a preachy, proselytizing manner. Resistance to contradiction. Individuals with this combination may resist contradictory viewpoints and may become self-righteous when challenged, viewing themselves as the holders of ultimate truth, the ego of Jupiter. Venus. Aesthetic Narcissism. Venus represents beauty and aesthetics. When conjunction or aspect to Rahu in the first house, it can contribute to a form of aesthetic narcissism. Individual may place excessive importance on physical appearance and beauty, vanity. <clears throat> charm and charisma. They may possess charm and charisma that draw others in using their physical attractiveness or social skills to gain admiration and validation. 
materialistic narcissism. Venus influence can lead to materialistic narcissism where the individual judges their self-worth based on material positions they have. Luxury, indulgence, emotional manipulation. Individuals with this combination may use their charm and attractiveness to manipulate others emotionally seeking attention and affection. What about Mercury with Raho? In the first house, intellectual narcissism. Mercury represents intellect and communication. When in conjunction or aspect of Rahu in the first house, it can lead to intellectual narcissism, where one individual believes they are intellectually superior to others. Manipulative communication. Mercury's influence can make an individual skilled in manipulating communication to gain attention and control conversations. They may use language to enhance their image and deflect criticism. Need for recognition. There is a strong need for recognition of their ideas, opinions, Mercury's intellect. They may seek out intellectual debates and discussions where they can dominate and showcase their knowledge. Difficulty accepting differing views. Individuals with this combination may struggle to accept differing viewpoints and may dismiss or belittle opinions of others, contributing to a sense of intellectual superiority. What about the empath dynamic? Now let's see the empath characteristics. So Saturn in the first house with Ketu or the south node of the moon. Empathetic detachment. Saturn's influence can create a sense of empathic detachment. Individuals with this placement may have a unique ability to empathize with others while remaining emotionally reserved and composed. Practical empathy. Saturn is very practical. They may express empathy through practical actions and responsibilities, such as providing stability and support to loved ones in a consistent, reliable manner. Structured compassion. Saturn can create structured, disciplined compassion where empathy is channeled in a focused, responsible way. They may even make this a profession. They approach empathy as a duty. Difficulty in expressing feelings. Saturn is a dry planet. It does not have feelings. While they understand and empathize with others, expressing their own emotions or connecting on an emotional level may be challenging to Saturn along with Ketu in the first house. Mars with Ketu in the first house. Empathy driven by action. Mars is action oriented. Mars can stimulate empathy through action and physical engagement. These individuals may show empathy by actively assisting others and defending those in need. Mars is a warrior planet. Protective empathy. They may display a protective form of empathy where they are highly supportive or loyal to those they care about. Protective, another aspect of Mars, ready to go to great lengths to ensure their well-being. Empathic courage. Mars influence can make them courageous in their empathic responses, unafraid to confront difficult situations and challenges on the behalf of others. Potential impulsivity. Mars is very impulsive. While Mars can enhance empathy, it may also lead to impulsive reactions triggers and sometimes without considering the consequences. What about sun and moon in the first house with Ketu as an empath? Moon. Deep emotional empathy. Moon represents emotions when in conjunction or aspect to Ketu in the first house it can create deep emotional empathy. These individuals can connect with others on a profound emotional level. 
Sensitivity to others' needs. Ketu is all about other when it comes in the first house. That's what defines an empath. They are often sensitive to needs and feelings of others, making them compassionate and nurturing individuals. Instinctual empathy. Moon's influence can lead to an instinctual empathy, where they respond naturally and empathetically to the emotions of others around them, often without conscious effort. Emotional bonding. They may form strong emotional bonds with others, which can lead to heightened sense of empathy when those close to them are in distress. Sun. Empathy focused on identity. Sun represents one's identity and ego. When in conjunction or aspect to Ketu in the first house, empathy may be closely tied to a deep understanding of personal identity and a willingness to empathize with others who struggle with issues of identity. They may help other themselves find themselves. Empathy as a path to self-realization. Individuals with this placement may view empathy as a means of self-realization, understanding themselves better by empathizing with others' struggles and journeys. Empathetic leadership. Sun's influence can make them natural leaders in empathetic roles, guiding them and supporting them through their own empathic understanding of personal challenges. What about Mercury and Jupiter with Ketu in the first house? Mercury, intellectual empathy. Mercury represents intellect and communication. When in conjunction or aspect to Ketu in the first house, empathy may primarily manifest as intellectual understanding. These individuals may empathize by analyzing and comprehending others' thought processes and viewpoints. Empathy through communication. They may express empathy through effective communication, actively listening to others and providing thoughtful responses. Empathy in learning. In Mercury's influence with Ketu in the first house can lead to love of learning about different perspectives, cultures, which can enhance capacity for empathy by broadening their understanding, mental, intellectual understanding of the world. Analytical empathy. They may have a knack for breaking down complex emotions and situations into manageable parts, making it easier for them to empathize with specific aspects of others' experiences. <clears throat> Jupiter with Ketu in the first house. Spiritual empathy. Jupiter represents wisdom, spirituality and higher knowledge. When in conjunction or aspect to Ketu in the first house, that's our basis for empathy, Empathy may be deeply rooted in spiritual or philosophical understanding. Jupiter, the philosopher. Empathy as a path to wisdom. Individuals with this placement may see empathy as a means to gain spiritual wisdom and personal growth. They may believe that empathizing with others, they can expand their own consciousness. Jupiter is also very egoistic, by the way. Mentorship and guidance. Jupiter's influence can make them natural mentors and guides, offering empathic support and wisdom to others on a spiritual and personal development. Universal empathy. They may tend to have a broad universal perspective on empathy, seeking to understand and empathize with the struggles of humanity as a whole, transcending individual boundaries. What about Venus with Ketu in the first house as an empath? Aesthetic empathy. 
Venus represents beauty and aesthetics. When in conjunction or aspect to Ketu in the first house, empathy by this individual may be expressed through an appreciation for emotional beauty in life and emotions of others. Empathy, empathy through art and creativity. They may channel their empathy into creative pursuits such as art, music, literature to evoke and share emotions with others. Compassionate relationships. Venus can influence and lead to empathetic and compassionate interactions and relationships where they are attuned to the emotional needs and desires of others. Empathetic harmony. They may seek to harmony and emotional connection in their relationships above all as a means to create deeper and more meaningful bonds with others. So these are all the basic rules. But now we get into nakshatras and see how Rahu and Ketu with these planets can play out in the nakshatras because 27 different signatures are possible. Let's get into that. So we are still in the axis of Gemini and Sagittarius. The tussle between Mercury and Jupiter so to speak on the opposite sides of this axis. So now we are speaking of Rahu in Punarvasu in Gemini as the narcissist and Ketu at the same time in Purva Ashada as the detachment part of this narcissist. It's not necessarily empathy here because remember whatever falls in the first house is commons. People are most of the time in the head. Yes, so let's get into it. What does this mean? What does this mean for this particular individual? Okay. We are talking about Mercury as an empath, essentially speaking. So what are the themes of Punarvasu in this yellow box? First of all, winning the second time, reinventing oneself. So right off, Punarvasu has a theme of returning back. The non-stop fight towards victory. It always wants to go back and see if it can conquer it again. Typically wealthy people, nurturing people, they are burdened by duty, a sense of duty. Think Lord Rama, he was heavily burdened by a sense of duty. He was born under Punarvaso. Needs target to succeed, lots of curiosity. Loves home. Religious, nurturing, righteous, justice, loves children. Especially Padafur when it goes into cancer. We shall see that in the narcissist too. Because their last Padapunarvasu is exalted, Varvottama calls cancer, cancer. Mental activity, lots of mental creativity and intelligence. Punarvasu, ruled by Gemini, so there's Mercury power there. Idealistic, ambitious, a social bird, very business mind, trying to think of profits all the time. <clears throat> right? Profit. Because Mercury is a Vaishya planet argumentative and materialistic especially in Pada 2 we should go back to the main nakshatra series if we want to dissect the Pada life lesson is to bring to dry mind bring to life the dry mind by one's own moistness of emotions a challenge of Punarvasu which is fulfilled in the last Pada by the way right? is to make the mind wet by emotion 
the mind itself is dry. How much intellectuality will you pursue? This is the life lesson of the super se. Now we are speaking of Mercury as the narcissist, which is common for um, narcissist one and two because this isn't the Rahu is sitting in the first house. Only difference being between narcissist one and two, the second one that is positive will become moon. So what is an intellectual narcissism? Mercury, when it says intellectual narcissism, I am more brainier than you are. I am more smarter than you are. I know more than you do. That kind of intellectual narcissism. It will play out in their communication. They have a manipulative kind of communication. Everything towards meeting their own needs. Good at communication because Mercury rules it. They are skilled in manipulating communication to gain attention and control the conversation. Need for recognition, strong need for recognition in ideas and opinions. They seek out intellectual debates and discussions whenever they can and try to dominate it. Difficulty in accepting differing views. This is a big one for Mercury narcissists. Individuals with this combination may struggle to accept opinions which are differing from their own. Okay, we'll see how this plays out with the Rahu. So what would this do in Punarvasu? This Mercury narcissism. In Punarvasu, the desire for renewal becomes really strong. The theme amplifies. Remember this, whenever Rahu falls in a nakshatra, we are dealing it with by nakshatra because the themes are amplified. Themes of Gemini as well as the themes of the house as well as the themes of the nakshatra. All three at the same time. They tend to be highly adaptable. So they become intellectual debaters of the highest kind. If Rahu is in the first house of Punarvasu, communication skills are off the charts. Quest for knowledge is intense. Material and spiritual balance they seek because on the opposite side is Ketu. What is Ketu doing there on the opposite side here? Let's just see for a second. So Ketu on the opposite side provides us because there is Puru Ashada on the other side. What does that provide us? This is not Mercury as an empath. This is just the aspects of Puru Ashada. Unstoppable power through victory. So they are disconnected from these aspects. When we talk of Ketu, think of disconnection. Not necessarily this box because this box is applicable when Ketu is in the first house. When Rahu is on the other side. We shall come to that. Unstoppable power through victory, easy going, chasing ideology. So when Ketu falls in this, it becomes a higher form of all of these nakshatra themes, you might say. Right? Difficult on more relationships, which makes it more here because Ketu is sitting in the seventh house. As it is, Purvashara does not have any interest in relationships. Now it's more so. Emotional enthusiasm. It needs to build teams for victory. So in this case, Ketu is sort of a very idealistic team builder, not realistic. It doesn't work. It's not interested in relationships. So these people might be sort of become excellent news broadcasters, podcasters, all kinds of those kind of professions, but who are highly detached from anything to do with relationships. Once you will find them single in life, because they have no interest in that. Ketu from 7th house 
disconnects a person from relationships. That simple. So this kind of narcissist, where are we? Let's get back to the first screen. Narcissist number one, Rahu in Punarvasu and Ketu in Purvashada become excellent journalists. But they are very narcissistic. Like I, I have the final word in everything. Right? This is the downside of this kind of a arrangement. Let's see empath number one, the other way around. So empath number one has the reverse, Ketu in Punarvasu and Rahu in Purvashata. Let's see what that kind of brings up. Mercury as an empath, you might say. So Mercury as an empath brings about intellectual empathy. I can connect with you mind-wise. I can connect with whatever your problems are. Empathy thinks about but at a mental level. This is not at the feeling level so much. Unless it falls in the next one which is Cancer. Cancer with Moon as the empath. Now we're talking about Mercury in impact because we are still in Gemini. So this positive is Mercury. Empathy through communications. They may express empathy through effective communication. Empathy in learning. Analytical empathy. Intellectual empathy. There is such a thing if this is the arrangement. We don't normally think of this, but folks, this is so. It happens based on the dispositor and their characteristics. So this empathy is more about helping the other one because the Rahu is still sitting in the other one. So what does that lead us? If you see, Purva Ashada is where Rahu is sitting. So now they want to be chasing high ideology. They want everything here is amplified is amplified to a great degree. Unstoppable power through victory. Rahu is sitting there. Ambition and determination, desire for social impact, leadership qualities, interest in tradition, material ambition, all of that is amplified. The theme of the nakshatra, unstoppable power through victory, is amplified. It's called the first victorious one, Purvashada. Pleasant nature and flamboyance. The flamboyancy Rahul loves. So it's amplified. Emotional enthusiasm to build teams. So these people may be very, very good. I would select them if I were you. Because they are empaths now and they want to build teams. These are the coaches, I would think. These are the people who can build solid sports team coaches, football team coaches, cricket team coaches, any sports coaches. Because they need to build that team. They need to build that vibrancy. This will be good for them because it wants to be victorious. They are not so much Martian energy, so I wouldn't put them in commandeering positions in the black law enforcement or military, but definitely sports, definitely organizations. Sports mainly comes to mind. Now let's see narcissist number two. Narcissist number two has still in Punarvasu. Only difference here is now it's in the axis of Cancer and Capricorn, which means they have more of in Cancer the dispositor becomes Moon for Rahu. It's very different. Let's see what happens in this theme of Punarvasu. What might happen? It might be overtly loving home, overtly religious to the point of fanaticism, nurturing righteous over righteousness, justice. And they might be too attached to children. Especially because Rahu sits in the first house. Now, in the last Pada of Punarvasu, it looks also at the fifth and ninth aspects of children. 
and of religion. So this person is highly fanatical, fanatic, fanatic person. Religious fanaticism is extreme, considering Punarvastu is already ruled by Guru and all that rest of it. That might happen, but Ketu is still in um, Purvashada, so to speak. So not really. Let's see where Ketu sits, because it shifts to Capricorn. It's the Capricornian side. What happens to Ketu over here? It's sitting in Uttarashada. So what are the themes of Uttarashada, really speaking? Themes of Uttarashada, where it will be detached from, not interested in victory, not interested in other people, not interested in positivity, tradition, any of these things. So, this case is a very strange combination because Rahu is constantly attached to tradition. They might be detached from spouse, more of a detachment of spouse. Spouse wiser than them is one of their themes. They are not so much interested in collective cause either. That might happen at a later kind of situation with them. So this is a very strange kind of religious fanaticism kind of narcissist. Number two. Let's see empath number two on the other side. So Ketu in Punarvasu, right? Which is what we are talking about in terms of empath number two. Ketu in Punarvasu and Rahu in Tashada, the other way around. Okay? But now we are in the Cancer Capricorn axis. So it's a tussle between mind and heart. It's a tussle between heart because heart is the sign, fourth sign of cancer. Tenth house is a house of karma, the tenth, whatever you're showing off to the outside world. That tussle between mind and cancer and Capricorn. So here, Mercury as an empath ends up becoming like this. Intellectual empathy, empathy through communications, empathy in learning. But we have to talk about the other side of the axis, which means it is falling in Uttra Ashada. So what does Uttra Ashada Rahu mean? Again, this becomes a very good team leader, very traditional in terms of approach in how they are making that, bringing their wisdom. Because Ketu in the first house is very wise. It is bringing wisdom from Pitri, Pitri's ancestors. And it is pushing forward towards 7th house. Remember, this is the case with all empaths. Ketu in the first house is bringing wisdom from the ancestors and pushing it into the collective. That's the way it goes, folks. That's the way it sees it. We need to understand how it sees it. Okay? So these people might be excellent team leaders also. In the next one, we will get into Pushya, Heart of Cancer. Take care, be safe.